And welcome back to another episode of the Divergence Podcast. I'm your host, Keddy, along here with... What's up? It's B. And we got quite a few topics here for you today, but first and foremost, let me update you all on my Halloween stuff. Uh, it's maybe not the final Halloween update, maybe I'll do one for next week because next week is Halloween, and then we'll have another episode after that. But I have watched um, basically Final Destination. Nice. One and two. How many are there? There are five of them. Jesus, that's too many destinations. Yeah, there's five of them, and they're coming out with the sixth one, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that. Final Destination 6. It, it's pretty crazy. Um, I think like Tony Todd has been like a big character in those movies, I guess. Kind of like. I don't remember them at all. Yeah, I mean, I've, when I saw his movies again, I was like, I don't remember this at all. And I know, I just realized uh, Tali actually pointed out that uh, the main character from the first one played Casper. Was it really? Well, he played the live version of Casper, the alive version. Not oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought you ghost. meant like he was like the mocap for the ghost no, or no, something. No, no, no. He, he played the the living boy version. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Yeah, those movies are wild, man. Like, it's it's crazy some of the deaths that they portray in there, and it's just like, one, it's, it's it, I'm just like, that'll never happen to me, but then it's just like. Oh, no, I think about it. those movies every time I'm driving behind like a trailer on the highway or something like that. Oh, yeah. There's I mean, pipes that, on there. That's the only one that I think really affected me because I'm just like, yeah, nope, nope I'm out of here. Then I think there's a scene in one of them where like a window comes crashing down and cuts a girl in half. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, a, it's a boy. Uh, either way, it's yeah. half of half of human after that. Yeah. And then what was the other one? There was one in the first movie where he like slips on like a bathtub or like toilet fluid. And then like it causes it causes like the clothesline that his mom has in the bathroom that hangs that hangs his clothes. Dry. Oh yeah, it wraps around his neck and he's just like choking. And I'm just like, dude, I'm like, there's the soap thing. Just grab onto that and pick yourself up. I mean, movie logic. It never comes into play when you actually need it. It was just fucking insane. It's fucking insane. And there's just like, man, death really wants to kill these people. I just, <laughs> Death's good at his job, and he's gonna find a way to do it. It's just it's crazy to me. Like, cause nobody wins. Nobody wins in those movies. Uh, death does. I mean, obviously death does, but like... And us, the fans. I guess. But, yeah, nobody wins in those movies. Death is the only winner in there. So Undefeated. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter if you survive till the very end. Like, it, it's gonna fucking get you. It's true. Uh, what else did I watch? 13 Ghosts. That's another one that I watched. Yes. Love that movie. It's a very good movie. You know, uh, Matthew Lillard before he became Shaggy. He was dealing with ghosts his whole damn life, apparently. <laughs> Pretty much. And then the spirit of Shaggy possessed him. I mean, it is a powerful spirit. I'll give it that. Yeah, but I guess what I wanted more from that movie is a little bit more backstory and lore on the 13 Ghosts, because I feel like that alone could have made a fantastic series. Yeah, like, why those 13? Like, why are they trapped in... I think I feel like that would be cool, like, a cool miniseries to do, like, the 13th Reasons Why, but <laughs> with the ghosts. But with ghosts? Yeah. I mean, there was that show, 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, but completely unrelated. I don't remember that one that much. I do. They only caught twelve ghosts in that in that show. Ooh. Yeah. They only caught twelve, and it wasn't until like maybe three, four years ago where they finally came out with a movie to capture the thirteenth ghost. Damn, man! They kept the lore going. Yeah. I Respect mean, that. It's they even had they brought back like the adult version of Flim Flam. I don't know why that character was named Flim Flam, but Flim that Flam? was his name. It was the little kid on the yellow tracksuit and the thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. Uh, this is not ringing about Flim Flam. Yeah. Just look it up and you'll be like, uh, or maybe, I don't know if you've ever seen 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, but... Oh, this little shit. Yeah, I remember him. They also had, like, cameos of Vincent Price, but I think his name was, like, Vincent Gruel or something like that. I'm not, I'm not too... That sounds right. 
Don't remember too much, but I just know that it was just uh, Shaggy, Daphne, Scooby, Flimplan. It was Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. Yeah. And then once in a while, Fred and uh, Velma would appear, and I'm thinking, like, where the hell were these two the whole time? Like, what were they doing? Vibing. Maybe, I guess. I don't know. But the funny thing is on 13 Girls is that there was a scene in the movie where, like, you catch the reflection of the cameraman. I think you can remember when I showed you that. Yeah, you showed me this picture, and it's hilarious. (laughs) It's funny. I'm just like, oh, my God. You could tell the look of, like, oh, I fucked up on his face, too. (laughs) But it kind of works for the scene. Like, it looks like he's popping out, and, like, he's just one of the ghosts or something. It does. It does. I I actually thought it was a reflection of a ghost, like, peeking in on this conversation between the characters. But then it's just like, nope, it's the cameraman. (laughs) That guy lost a day of pay for that or something. And then, other than that, I've been watching, you know, like, TV Halloween specials. Especially more, mostly from like the Disney Channel and like Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, one that really stood out to me was the Even Stevens one, where he like dresses up as a penguin jockey. I don't know if you remember that. Vaguely. Dresses up as a penguin jockey, like everyone's giving out free milk for an eye exam at the school, but it turns out the eye exam is where like they suck out their eyeballs. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like zombies and stuff like that. This this rings a bell. Yeah. I mean, back then I was just like, man, like Disney really did not tone it down for the horror. No, when they did horror, they did it well. Like, yeah, it was pretty good. I don't remember if it was on Disney at this point, but there was that episode of Boy Meets World where, like, there's a killer loose in the school, and then it turns out to be, like, Sean, like, having some dream or something like that, and he's the one killing everyone. Holy shit. And he, like, comes face-to-face with himself at the end. It was a weird episode. I gotta check that out, because, like, Do I it. don't remember that at all. Was that, like, when they're in high school or when they're in elementary school? <sighs> I feel like late high school. Or college. It might have been early college because I want to say Angela was involved in it, hmm. but I don't remember if she was also in high school or not. I gotta, I gotta go back and give that a watch uh, An- again. Angela came, the character Angela came back in college, I think. So she was in high school though. It might have been high school then. No, I think she was in college. She appeared in college. Oh, she appeared in college. Yeah. Then it was probably one of the early college episodes. Right, I got. I'm gonna look that up because that sounds very interesting. It's a good one. It's it's interesting. Back when Disney was good. I mean, not not bad now, but it's just like quality and i feel like in their live action stuff has like dropped yeah they kind of got a formula and just stuck to it pretty much and i think it's just like they're filming on sets not much in real locations as much because when i saw hocus pocus too i was just like this doesn't give me the feel of the first one yeah like the whole town was part of that movie yeah so then it goes well and i think it's pretty much all for my halloween update i mean other than that i don't know what else i gotta watch you've been doing good man yeah i've been doing pretty good my dreams could only handle so much. <laughs> you were telling me about like you needed a nightlight just to use the bathroom at work. Oh, hell yeah. After watching Insidious, I was just like, I cannot leave the safety of my desk. <laughs> I need the glow of the screen to ward well, off yeah, demons. Because I only have like the my desk lamp on. Everything else around it is dark. So when I go down to the hallway to the bathroom where it is, it's just like I'm staring down at this black abyss and I'm just like, fuck. That's when they get you. Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm just like, I have the feeling like something's staring back. I mean, it's like, come on, bitch. But you never know. Gotta face those demons. Yeah, next week I'll have the final Halloween update for you guys and let you know. All right, looking forward to it. I guess to move on to our next topic is more voice acting drama with Bayonetta and Platinum Games. Especially with Helena Taylor, who apparently lied about what she was getting paid and her contract and everything, which is pretty upsetting because... It kind of like sets a step back for all voice actors and getting equal pay and all that stuff. Yeah, she was asking for like fucking four or five times the Um, going rate. Yeah, for a union voice actor too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which 
is I mean like I'm I'm all for asking for more money and everything yeah, like that. Same, same. But when you're blowing the curve that hard for the rest of us, yeah. us as if I'm involved in this community at all. <laughs> but for the rest of like actual voice actors, I don't know. I don't know if it's helping or hurting anyone else's like bargaining bargaining chips. But I can't imagine it's doing a whole lot of good. Yeah, because I think they were offering her what five thousand for five sessions or four sessions. I don't know exactly what it was. Something like that, but she wanted like six figures, and I'm like, in order to get a six figure like voice acting role, you need to be like top dog. You need to be like, I don't know, like, like Billy West, Chris yeah. Sabin, Billy West, Greg Griffin, John DiMaggio, my guy. Uh, who else is out there? I mean, you gotta be like Mel Blanc level. Yeah. Of fucking talent. Mel Blanc, that guy, insane. Yeah, Mel Blanc was another one. Tara Strong. Yeah. It's just like, damn, you gotta like. I mean, look at the Simpsons cast; like, they're they're all six figures, but like, you're gonna need like four, or three, three of them to do a whole episode. And there's also 732 seasons of that show, so. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta work your way up, basically. Yeah, which I mean, like, I'm sure she has done a lot, but like. Being known for a game that's kind of like a cult classic, I wouldn't say puts you in that category. Yeah, I mean, Bayonetta struggled to sell in its original platform, but it did enough for Nintendo on the Wii in order for them to warrant to buy the rights to make a sequel game. And even in the sequel game, it did enough for them to be like, all right, we're going to make a third game. Yeah, just enough doesn't get you six figures yeah. third time in. Yeah. But if you're interested in Bayonetta, pick up Bayonetta 3. Coming out on Friday. Yeah. Oh, or it will be out on Friday by the time this episode releases. Okay. Yeah. I gotta check it out. I've never played any of the games. It just kind of looks like a basic like hack and slash, and I. It is. It's like Devil May Cry with a woman who's half naked half the time. Sold. Yeah. So it, interesting game. I played one and two on the Wii U. Um, I had trouble finishing one because my my game would always freeze on the final bi- oh, uh, no. boss. Oh The so, final boss is lag itself. It, it was crazy because I, like, I was like, I'm trying to beat this game so I can move on to two, but I can't. Well, I don't want to move on to two without finishing one. It's just, it's hot. So I took a break for it for a while and then I like cleaned the disc up, loaded it back into the Wii U, and then I was like, finally. You were too grimy to finish the game. Yeah. Dirty ass disc, having ass. Well, I mean, I, I bought the game used from GameStop, so. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't want to know what was gunking up that disc then. Crazy. I mean, it's just unfortunate, you know, because like a lot of voice actors got sent back from her comments. And even worse, apparently she's very much into like, I guess what's the phrase? Turf. She's a turf. Is that how you say it? I'm what? not too familiar. T E R F. She's a turf. She's very against like trans people and LGBTQ rights. And like she was asking people to instead of spending money on Bayonetta three to donate, and half of the one of the donation links was for like some Kentucky thing about pro pro-life wait she's actively telling people not to buy the game yes that she is trying to get six figures of pay for voicing yes i don't understand this girl's logic and then she was telling them instead of instead of buying the game donate money to all these all these charities and one of the charities was for pro-life billboards in uh kentucky oh shit she's a scumbag so it's just like oh my gosh i was like damn oh so i'm so glad you got replaced it's like you're really shooting yourself in the foot here so like tragic Damn, and she threw the director under the bus and everything like that, too. Which is crazy, because he was going batshit crazy, and everyone was just like, that's so unprofessional of him. It's like, and then this guy was apparently... <laughs> He's was like, you don't understand this woman. He's speaking the truth the whole time, so everybody oh definitely owes him an apology, I feel. Yeah, man, his, his name got dragged through the mud for like a solid week on Twitter. Yeah, him and the actress who replaced her, uh, Jennifer Hale, which, you know, she doesn't deserve that. You know, she obviously earned the role. Girls gotta eat, so... 
yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I did not know about all that. Yeah, it's it's fucking insane. So I mean, I'm not upset that she lost the role. She did it to herself. I mean, she could have worked her way up. I mean, Bayonetta could have been like her stepping stone into moving something else. Dude, she went full Kanye. Yeah. Blew it all up. Don't even get me started on Kanye. It's like, oh man, that that's another guy. <laughs> that's a guy, all right. <laughs> and he's letting us know. I mean, he's free to have his opinions as well, but you just gotta know there's consequences to your opinions. Yeah. No matter what, to the point where this guy was what trying to go with, trying to go to Skechers. To get yeah, he just barged deal. into Skechers and he was like, "Give me money, give me a contract," and they're just like, "No, we're good." It's like, nah. You can, I mean, you when Skechers leave. denies you, it's just like, oof, you found them pretty hard. Yeah, because they'll pretty much put anyone with a face on those those advertisements. Yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking nuts. But WB is having a big shakeup. I know with now with their last film, Black Adam, that they're, I guess they're finally starting to put structure together because Walter Hamada has left WB. People are hopeful that Snyderverse is restored. I'm definitely not one of those people. I really hope that Snyderverse stays dead. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't exactly well put together from the start, but who, who do they have? James Gunn? Yeah, James Gunn and Peter Safras has now stepping in to take over the CEOs of the newly established DC Studios. Okay, I like this. Yeah, I think it's going to go a good direction. A lot of people did blame like Walter Hamada for all the behind-the-scenes stuff that was going down at Warner Brothers and DC Comics. Oh, yeah, and that's such a big deal when you're trying to put together like a whole universe and everything like yeah. that. Whole universe, and just as that, just studio interference, I feel like, definitely affects the quality of a product. Yeah, I mean, you hear from anyone who worked on like a TV or movie project about like feedback from people who just want to give feedback. Yeah. And that just sets everything back and you're trying to appease a bunch of people who have nothing to do with the process yeah apparently this guy didn't think you know that people would like color and humor and everything he wanted to, <laughs> he thought adults only like dark and edgy marvel proved you way the fuck wrong <laughs> i mean dark and edgy is like the kind of dc feel but it's also like come on we grew up on like the justice league unlimited show which was hilarious it was hilarious in but its moments when, when it got serious it, it, it was serious that's me. what i'm saying the key is to be able to do it both well yeah, you gotta have a good balance, and I feel like James Gunn definitely can bring that balance in because he definitely did it with Suicide Squad. Yeah, I mean the ma- the man made me care about rats. Suicide Squad, that movie had potential, man. The first one or the James Gunn one? Uh, honestly, the first one. I haven't seen the second one. The James Gunn one is really good. I liked it a lot. I believe it. Definitely check it out. It's on HBO Max. Check it out. I forget I have that. You're welcome. Thank you. But, I mean, I think now with uh, James Gunn coming in, I feel like, what what do you expect to see? You're going to say he's coming in guns a-blazing? Yeah, coming in guns a-blazing. <laughs> Obviously, he has one last Guardians movie to finish directing, but I think officially in November, his like, first day of work at DC is starting or something like that. Okay, I'll put it on my calendar. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what they're saying. So. Oh boy, oh boy, James <laughs> is in now. What's he going to make? Honestly, I feel like he needs to bring in people who understand the characters and understand the lore of DC in order to build a good universe. Yeah. If you don't have a good understanding of these characters, your product's just going to be shit. Yeah. I don't remember when we talked about it, if we've already talked about this on here before, but like using the Green Lantern universe, I would really like to see him put some of that stuff into play in the DC mo- movies. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, you can do anything with those. There's a lot of stuff you can do with the Green Lantern. Um, so the, well, yeah, speaking of that, there actually is a Green Lantern show coming out on HBO Max. I don't know if James Gunn taking over now is going to affect that, but maybe, yeah, is there is their TV going to like conflict with their movies? Because I know like Marvel even like had 
to like make everything cohesive and all brought together and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I think it is going to be part of the universe, but I think the initial plan was the it was going to be all, about all the lanterns basically, and it was going to be about like Guy Gardner coming in nice. and like being a rookie Green Lantern stepping in. Love Guy Gardner, and he was going to be like mentored by Alan Scott, the OG Green OG. Lantern. But I think they're changing that to now focusing on John Stewart. Yeah, which is like cool, but I feel like John Stewart has gotten a lot of the limelight. He definitely has. Like, it's nothing against John Stewart. I like John Stewart. He's yeah, he's great. Turn. But like, he I definitely mean, has gotten a lot of like media representation. Whereas you have other lanterns like Kyle Rayner, uh, Simon Boz, Jessica Cruz, who have like very minimal. I'd love to see Jessica Cruz. I think it was Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine Nine, or maybe somebody else, who said that they would want to play. I could see that. Yeah, right. That would be so cool. I could definitely see that. But me personally, I would love to see Kyle Rayner have some shine in the limelight. I mean, Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, any of them would be interesting to see. I mean, Guy Gardner did get to appear in Batman Brave and Bold, that animated series a lot. Yes. And then, yeah, Kyle Rayner only had like two appearances. He was in that one episode of Superman, the animated series. But he had like the backstory of Hal Jordan for some reason. and then <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. And then he appeared again in the Justice League Unlimited episode where Amazo comes back. And he's like, they're trying to trade Jon Stewart uh, Lancer position with Kyle's. So because like, I guess Kyle's like the better Lancer between the two and they need uh-huh. more firepower. Interesting. But the Gardner's just like, nah, we ain't doing that, dog. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not releasing our top top agent. But I definitely think he does deserve more shine and limelight, just because like he's a very powerful lantern. He's an he's an artist, so yeah, he's like the most creative lantern that I can think of. Yeah, he also became the most powerful lantern when he became Ion. So there's some uh-huh. good story to be told there, and he's half Mexican. So let's go, boy. Need some uh, lantern see like en- just, you could do endless things with the Green Lantern universe if they focused on that for like bringing in a lot of the. Uh, like other DC characters to like use that as like a foundation for a universe. I think they could do so much with that. Right, definitely. I think the only one who hasn't gotten much media attention is Simon Boz because just because like Jessica Cruz does appear in the DC Superhero Girls uh, cartoon show. Okay. And then she was in that animated movie Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Nice. And then she actually appeared in uh, Super Pets, the DC animated movie. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, she's out there, but Simon Boz is just, like, not out there. It's like, come on, man. It's like, give my bull some love. Simon Boz. Why is he not ringing a bell? He's the Lebanese-American. Yes, him. Okay. I mean, he doesn't have the best costume, because when I first saw his costume, it's like, this is like an abominatrix Green Lantern. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Hey, man, teach their own. Me too, so, but I do like that when he does transform into the Green Lantern, that tattoo he has in his arm like goes green. Yeah, I love that. I thought that was like, such a cool touch when they first uh, yeah, introduced so him. Cool. So I would definitely like to see more of Simon Boz. Actually, all three of them, just you know, give him some love. I mean, there is a comic where like Simon Boz and Jessica Cruz are like he does like have a gimp mask on. Yeah, that's so funny. But they have, they have a comic where like they're both working together on protecting the Earth as like rookie lanterns. So I think that would be a good premise for them. But we'll see where it goes. I mean, obviously, John Stewart's gonna get the limelight in that initial season of the Green Lantern series. Yeah. Well, even if they just focused on different lanterns throughout like different seasons, I think that would be a really nice touch. That would be really good. I know they had the dude from Halloween Town High gonna was was gonna play Guy Gardner. I don't know if he still is or not, but 
That's 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 who they have casted. He he looks like him. I think that's good. He just needs the red hair. Yeah, throw a wig on anyone and it'll look like it. <laughs> but aside from that, um, I don't know if you're big into NFTs, but <laughs> this is for me. This is a mistake from Warner Bros. They're making <laughs> NFTs based on like their famous movies, and they're calling it like the movie verse of NFTs. I, starting with Lord of the Rings, and it's just like I don't understand. Who this. wants this? Nobody wants this. Like, I don't understand literally the concept of NFTs, and then I also don't understand why they would do this. Like, I thought everyone kind of all collectively agreed, no, when it came yeah. to NFTs. It was stupid. It was only the crypto bros who wanted to, like, blow it up, and then it did blow up in their faces because now <laughs> NFTs are, like, plummeting it. Like, nobody wants them. Who wants an NFT? Nobody wants a fucking bored ape. A bored ape? Like, it's like, oh, cool, you can own a link to something. It's like, well, guess what? I can just print out that same shit. For free. Screen capture was uh, NFT's greatest enemy. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, how do you even make an NFT movie? I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be a movie. It's just like specific scenes you can like own or something like that. It's it does it sounds stupid. Not that that's I called the Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean I own the Blu-rays. So Lord of the Rings was like, what the fuck do I need all that shit for? True, you are the NFT master. <laughs> I own them all. Don't fungi this guy's tokens. Again, you know, this is exactly why physical media is the best and needed. They can't take it away from you. If you can't take it away from you. Probably from my cold dead hands. Mm-hmm. That's the best they can do. But also, also, and better news for, and also in the WB universe is that Henry Cavill is back as Superman officially. I love that. He announced it himself. I love that. I do love that too. I think he never got to do the proper Superman that he wanted because we all know that Henry Cavill is a big fucking nerd. Oh yeah, huge. Huge fan of, like, anything he touches. Like, he yeah. needs to be a fan to be involved in it. Yeah, like, I think he almost missed a Superman edition because he was playing WoW. Yeah. So, Dude's such a nerd. I love I, him. Like, he got that big just because he wanted to, like, be his favorite heroes. Yeah. Like, you can't love that anymore about a guy. And I think to, like, I guess, you know, Brian Peebles A during the pandemic, he, like, streamed himself building a PC, like, shirtless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. That's, like, when I built my PC was right after he did that. So I literally watched his video, and I'm like, oh, shit, I can do it. This fucking big gorilla of a man can do it. Yeah, that big gorilla of a man is a fucking nerd. Yeah, I love him. He's fantastic. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly how it is. Anything that he enters, he needs to be a fan of. And if he's not a fan of it, he'll definitely read up on the lore and like try yeah. to understand it before he can like dive into it. Yeah. And I do appreciate that. And I feel like that's what he did for Superman, but then Zack Snyder was just like, nah, man, we're going to make you like a fake Jesus. <sighs> yeah, they, they, they did him dirty in those movies. They really did. And I really hope with under James Gunn, we get the proper Superman that we all deserve. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people think that Superman is a boring character, that he's just a goody two-shoes, all-powerful and everything. But there's definitely a lot more to that. I know a lot of people wish it wasn't... They think Superman is more interesting when he's evil, like Homelander and all that other shit and from Injustice and everything. But it's just like, that's the For me, that is the laziest version of Superman ever. It's just like, oh, all-powerful being, let's make him evil. It's like, we've fucking seen that before. Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about this before on here, but, like, I feel like the typical Superman storyline is find a way to take his powers away, like kryptonite or lead or whatever magic, whatever weaknesses he does have, and then see how he overcomes it, like, as a human. Like, it's the only way to take him down a peg and, like, make him interesting. But I think the times when he gets to cut loose and be an absolute monster is like some of the best stuff oh yeah definitely and i think also some of the best stories is when they play to his humanity basically i think there i forgot which comic book it was i need to look it up and i'll definitely bring it up again in the next episode is 
he sees he sees someone is going to jump out from a building. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, Superman has all the power in the world just to grab her, take her down. Yeah. No problem. No problems asked. But she doesn't want that to happen. She tells him to stay away and everything else. And he, and he does. He stays away. He just listens to all her problems. And he basically just talks her down, telling her there's a lot more to live for and that he doesn't, she doesn't need to do that. And eventually she willingly comes down with Superman. I think like that that's what we need to see in the films. And that's a Superman a lot of people don't know about, basically. Yeah, because he's just a guy. Yeah. I mean, everyone thinks it's like, oh, he's all a powerful being. But it's like, you got to realize he grew up as a human. Yeah. Like, I think as long ago as this was, the Smallville TV series did such a good job of just making him a guy. Yeah. And that's what made, like, he barely was Superman for the entirety of of that series. And that's what made him so, like, lovable. Yeah. I don't think he understood what he was until he was in high school, basically. Yeah, exactly. And this whole thing was him taking him through, like, Jesus puberty? I don't know, for lack of a better term. <laughs> He's literally going through high school drama on top of, like, struggling with these new powers that he has and everything like that. Yeah, definitely. I love the Smallville, Smallville series. I actually liked, liked it even more when they brought in uh, Christopher Reeve Yeah, for a couple episodes. I was like, man, God bless Christopher Reeve. That's my favorite Superman, actually. I feel like his movies do the best of portraying of what Superman could be. Yeah. I remember watching, uh, it was just like a YouTube short or something like that, and it was just about when Christopher Reeve transforms from Clark Kent to Superman. Oh, massive. Literally, he just like straightens his posture, everything like that. He gets like three inches taller just by like this subtle little change, and it's just that little nuanced performance that really yeah. makes him like... It's just, it's just such a masterful stroke for me. I was just like, God damn. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't think I gave him much credit growing up because I was like, oh, these are just like cheesy movies. They're fun, great, and whatever. But to, to see that again as I was older, and I was like, man, this guy did it. This it's guy nailed that, it. It's the posture. posture. The posture, like his speech. Like, when he's, when he's Clark Kent, he's talking all like nervously. And, yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, I don't know, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Stuttering a little. Like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. More respect to Clark Kent. But he's stuttering a little bit. He's a fabulous and, like, reporter. Fumbling over himself. And then when it's time for him to be Superman, he just, like he's, like you said, he just stands up straight. Yeah. All confident. It's just like, damn. It's like night and day. Yeah. Night and day. For anyone who wants to know what we're talking about, just go watch the uh, first Superman movie. It's after he's supposed to go on a date with Lois. Yes. So. Get you some. Yeah. Clark. Oh, man. Such good movies. Such good movies. But I guess onto our next topic for here is... Oh, wow. We were talking about James Gunn taking over. Dude, see, that's the thing about putting these topics together is that we just go off anyways and we end up covering half of what we wanted to cover. <laughs> I guess, yeah, for real. One of our favorite topics here is Yu Hakusho 30th anniversary for the anime. Dude, I can't believe. 30 years, that's crazy. It's been 30 years. I just remember the first time I watched Antinami and I was just like, Oh my god, that shit blew my mind. It did. And then the only thing as a kid is like, I never, I don't think I've ever got to see the Dark Tournament in full. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because that was back when it was appointment television, so you actually had to tune in. If you missed an episode, you were screwed. Yeah, so I was like, I, I never, I never got to see how he won the tournament. I just remembered one day, the next, like the next story arc was with the uh, Shinsui, the black, chapter black song. Chapter black, yeah. So I was just like, damn, it's like, how did he win the dark tournament? It's like, what happens? And that is a good resolution to his story there, oh, too. Oh, hell yeah. It's such a great story. Like, from start, like, the whole series from start to finish, and it's like, Yusuke is probably one of the most relatable MCs ever. Like, he's just a little punk. Who just, 
he hates training. He just wants to get by in life. Like, exactly. No problems. I'm just like, I can definitely relate. And then the only time he takes it seriously is because, like, Genkai gives it all to him because she believes in him. Oh, my God. Ah, I can't even. When he takes the spirit orb from her. Oh, my God. And he's just losing his mind in the cave. Oh, yeah. And you got little Poo bringing him the water. Like, that's, that's some quality dub voice acting right there, too. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, that's my favorite fun fact you ever gave me is that, like, like the Japanese credit the English dub as, like, the definitive, like, way Version, to watch yeah. that show. Yeah. Because it is so good. Yeah, they did such a fantastic job. He goes job. off as USK. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the few, like, dub series that really wanted to deliver justice to what... Dude, it's perfect. Yeah. He ate such a snarky little shit. You got, like, the sweet, soft soy boy Karama. <laughs> but then when he's Yoko, he's the most menacing thing in the world. Oh, yeah, no mercy. Oh, my God. I fucking love that show. I could talk about this for That's forever. what I like about Karama. It's just like, he's very good natured, but once you cross him, there's just like, he's, he's not going to forgive you. Like, that's it. Oh, yeah. If you if you make an enemy of him, well, I mean, even he says it. He's like, yeah, the only reason I partnered with him is because I'd never want him as an enemy. Yeah, they make you think like, he is the dangerous one of the two, but it's actually Karama. And keep in mind, the majority of the series, he is in his nerfed form. Yeah. <laughs> we only see him full power twice. And... Oh, my God. And he's still such a badass. Then you have the good old himbo, Kuwabara. My guy. He just believes in love. Let him be a dreamer. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for Kuwabara, but, man, that guy. Tragic. And the sacrifice he made, too. Oof. I love that guy. Time and time again. And then, you know, my man. Choo. Choo! <laughs> I love him. You still have the charm I brought you from Japan. I do. He's at my PC station, so every time I sit down to do something on there, it's... Got my man Chu looking at me. So great. Fucking I mean, drunk I, boxing, rowdy Australian. Come on. You couldn't write a more perfect character for me. It's perfect. I mean, even though, yeah, all the side characters in that series are also, like, great. Like, there's nothing... To me, there's nothing bad about it. I yeah. Don't know. And even in, like, a couple of episodes, you get character development. Like, uh, Rinku, the yo-yo user, yeah, yeah. goes yeah, from yeah. the little shit that you want to just stomp to, like, all of a sudden one of your greatest allies yeah. in, like, the next few episodes. Like... I just love it. That show is done so well. It's really great. I also think what I admire is that uh, for Yusuke, unlike other like main characters in shonen manga, is that where others like derive their like power ups and like I guess like next stage transformation is from anger yeah. or like I guess belief in the like for themselves or their friends or anything. Power of friendship. Yeah. Uh, Yusuke's basically comes from sadness, basically from his own failures of not yeah. being able to protect Kobara. Yeah, like he feels inadequate, so he just bursts through and goes yeah. apeshit. It's just, it's just like that failure is what propels him to go to the next level, and he hates it. Yeah, because just like because he's always got it in him, but he never does it until yeah. it's too late. Yeah, boy, can I relate? It's like, ooh, man, Yu Yu Hakusho, such a good show. Are they doing anything for the thirtieth anniversary? I know they're coming out with a new like Blu-ray box set, which I'm definitely gonna pick up. Oh, for sure. Uh, I don't know if they're going to add anything to it. I know for the previous box set that they included um, some specials in it. Like the prologue chapters were animated, like I guess like six years after the anime ended. Okay. Like Yusuke takes on one spirit detective job. Just for old time's sake. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was anything serious. It was just kind of like Slice of Life kind of thing, kind of funny. That's cool. And then... Honestly, also... I could do Slice of Life with those characters. Yeah. That's just how good of characters they are. Yeah. Is really good, and but it I, is also just the best fucking fighting I've ever seen. It definitely is. I think it's the fighting is definitely better than Dragon Ball for me. It's just so more, so much more impactful. Yeah, like the fights mean something. 
like every punch you feel it's awesome oh definitely and i think the other special that they released was um i know they did a in the manga they did like prologue chapters of how cool not Kurobara, of kurama and uh, he first meet nice and the first demon that they take down so i know they animated that in the previous box set special so i hope they bring that and i hope they bring more stuff in because i know the creator uh, he's back in making hunter hunter stuff and i know he has an exhibit going on right now in tokyo where he like shows all his art and one of them is like a new piece on yusuke and i'm just like there's my boy just as beautiful as the day i lost him <laughs> that's true one of very few series where the show starts off with the main character dying yeah so just know yugi Hakusho, my favorite anime of all time mine too if you haven't watched it definitely check it out you are missing watch it in dub you will love don't skip the intro and don't skip the outros either because those are fucking bangers they're on my spotify playlist and i listen to them constantly yeah i think that's the one anime i never skip the intro for because it's just it's it so fun it is so fun it's such it's perfect it's perfect perfect guess it's a good time to talk about our beer for the for the day i just love cracking that as my <laughs> intro <laughs> i was on standby again oh boy. Mm. all right so this is one we were supposed to have last time um yeah. <clears throat> uh, but we decided to save it for this episode instead it is the temperance brewery basement party we've got like a super cool funky can on it uh it's an american lager 4.9 percent, so pretty chill nice little session beer you could definitely have a basement party with it Hell yeah, you can. I'd have a few of these and not have to worry about like getting into trouble too much afterwards. Yeah, it's not too bad. It goes down easy. You know, something to have like something to eat with. It's just, yeah. It, this would be good with like wings, dude. Everything's good with wings. I love wings, but it's tasty. I remember when this brewery first opened up because uh, this is in Evanston. Um, I went with some of my friends, and their flagship beer is Birdsong. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I remember there was like a rumor that uh, there was a room in the brewery that was filled with birds. Oh, my God. Which, like, we kind of spent some time trying to find it and never wound up coming across it, and it's just one of my favorite urban legends. That room definitely does exist. I'm telling you, it's somewhere out there. I will find it one day. What, what, what's the purpose of the birds in this room? Do they sing to the beer? You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with really? that. I'm going to go with that. I don't, I don't know. There was no reason. I just, like, heard rumblings of it for some reason from, like, the staff or and from, like, other worse, patrons. Do they poop in Hey, if they did and it comes out this tasty, I'm okay with it. But I don't know. I guess this this is one of my favorite ones. I think it's still my favorite one of all time. It's that uh, Voodoo Ranger Juicer. That stuff was dangerous. It was yeah. so good. It is so good. And it's so strong. Yeah, it's 9%. That you can't even tell. Yeah. That, I think if we're going to start ranking the beers, like if we just keep a top three going, that's definitely number one. Yeah. Same for me. Definitely number one. I think next one, two and three is like switchable for me between... Um, the Mimosa one, and what's the other Mexican beer that we had on the first episode? El Suave? Um, yeah, El Suave. That's what it was yeah. called. Yeah, but no, I love that Mimosa beer. The Mimosa Sour. Yeah. Uh, I forgot who did that, but it was really tasty. But that Voodoo Ranger is amazing. Yeah. This one doesn't quite crack the top three, but it's still pretty tasty. It's good. It's good. I'd get down with this on a summer day. Definitely. I think that's the, exactly summer beer. I mean, hopefully we get some more fall beers coming in pretty soon. I noticed that we da- did not do any pumpkin beers all of October. I don't like pumpkin, man. Pumpkin beers. It, I, I'll it have one, though. maybe one, like at the beginning of the season, and then never touch them again. How about Christmas beer? Should we do a Christmas beer for the holidays? Honestly, Fistmas from like uh, Revolution is really solid. I do really like Christmas beers. All right, we'll we'll try some out. We'll try some. Out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes in December. Cool, cool, cool. 
But, you know, check out Basement Party by Temperance Beer Co. Only 4.9% alcohol. Yeah, so and go check go check out the brewery in Evanston, too. It's fun. they got a shuffleboard table. Oh, wow. Nice people there. They're pretty cool guys. Nice, nice. So, yeah, if you're in the Chicago area, definitely go check them out. For sure. And I guess our final topic for the day is... Netflix is being bogus. I think Netflix is about to pull a blockbuster. <laughs> Our final topic, Netflix, why you a bitch? <laughs> I think they're definitely going to pull a blockbuster here. because now The irony of them having a blockbuster movie is so, like... It's a movie? I thought it was a series. Is it a series? I think it's a series. I think it's a series. Regardless, they were the ones who literally killed Blockbuster, and now they're puppeting its corpse around like it's fucking Weekend at Bernie's trying to make a profit. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Maybe Blockbuster can come back. I still have hope. Well, what's the thing that's going to dethrone Netflix, you know? <laughs> NFT movies, honestly, probably. <laughs> no, I feel like... They're cracking the code before I think, like, Hulu eyes. and HBO Max are definitely giving it a run for its money. Yeah, it's just... They, they have a lot of really good IP over at Netflix. Yeah. But, but like, like, once you run through, like, your Stranger Things and your Witchers and stuff like that, there's not a whole lot Netflix offers that you can't get elsewhere. There really isn't, but I think... The big thing about Netflix is like everyone was able to share a password, like no problems. And like you have your own profile, and, you know, whatever, like no big deal. I mean, they even said it themselves and their, and their uh, Twitter account. It's like love is sharing a password. And yeah, that was how long ago? Like four or five years ago. And so now they're big on cracking down. Saying well, yeah, because they lost so much money this year. I think the, I think that they lost even more money now. or They're going to lose more money out because now they're saying they're going to be uh, charging accounts per household, meaning each household needs its own account. Even if even if you have an account and you're paying for four different screens, as long as someone's using that account on a different house, it's gonna it's, they're gonna charge it separately, which is fucked up. Cause like no, I'm paying for four screens. Yeah, I got an email from them saying that they're gonna introduce like profile transferring, and I'm not gonna lie, I read this email, I don't even understand what it says. Yeah, I saw that too, and I'm just like, you know what? I think it's time I pass my Netflix on to my parents because they're the one who watch it most. They're the ones who use it the most. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, my mom has probably worked her way through the entire library of, like, Netflix and Amazon Prime. Yeah. And, like, I only come to Netflix when, you know, like you, like you said, uh, when Stranger Things comes back, The Witcher. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think I pretty much look for anything. Stranger Things next season is their last one, right? Yeah, it's the last one. And then, obviously, maybe I'll try to see how I can watch the Wednesday Adam series. Yeah, and even that's not something I like need to see yeah, that's I mean, the thing like you can get what netflix offers better elsewhere yeah for me i feel like i could just wait and let all the netflix stuff stuff accumulate so i can just probably watch it all in a week or two yeah not to mention just... there are websites that offer solutions there definitely is not not condoning any kind, kind of piracy but yarg yes. matey with straw hats here <laughs> which straw that. hat pirate would you be kev <laughs> which one would i be don't be basic and say Zoro. <laughs> Called it. No, I really don't know which character I would be. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know either. They're all they're all they're all my best friends. I love them all, definitely for sure. Honestly, yeah. They find a way of making them grow on you. I could spend some time talking about this one too, but One Piece is the shit. Yeah, I know. I feel like my brother would say he's ace, but we all know he's not ace. <laughs> wannabe <laughs> love you rich but come on man tell people if that guy could make a wish his whole wish would be to be the older brother <laughs> you robbed him of that sorry that's, that's, that's all i can say he's older than one of the siblings so there you go 
But we also do have a question for the day, actually. This one's coming over from Pop, Pop's Prince, Pablo Trees, Pablo. Okay, let's go. He's asking us who would win in a fight between Black Adam and Superman. I'm Black Adam, easy. Everyone says that just because he just because Superman has like a, a vulnerability to magic. He's not weak to magic. He can just get hurt by it. And well, think- yeah, but I mean, he is just as strong as Superman, but he also has the one thing Superman can be hurt by. Yeah, but also Superman also holds back a lot of strength. So I feel like if Superman lets it all out from the get-go, he can definitely catch Black Adam off guard. Because you got to realize that Superman can go toe-to-toe with Darkseid. Yeah, and I'm sure Black Adam could too. I don't think I don't think Black Adam could. You also got to realize Superman has what X-ray heat vision. What is X-ray vision going to do for him in that fight? Never know. I can see through you. Oh no! Going to give fucking lightning bolts. I he has the power of gods. I don't know if gods can get cancer. Also, there's other things is that you know he can play to Black Adam's arrogance. I mean, yeah, but I mean. Black Adam has been a warrior for millennia. Like, he's also no slouch. He's no slouch, but, like, he's too proud and, like, over... Not to mention, the only time Black Adam gets beat is when he has to... It was when Superman has to team up with, like, other people. Like, mm-hmm. wh- what, the upcoming movie is going to be Superman and Shazam trying to take down Black Adam? No. You need two of the most powerful heroes ever to take this one guy I down. I that's the next movie, but, like, also in the comics, there's very few times they actually fought each other, so... Exactly, because they don't want to admit Superman gets ass whooped. But if if Superman can beat Shazam, he can definitely beat Black Adam. I don't how know. Does, how does how does that not correlate though? I'm calling Black Adam in this fight one. I'm gonna go with Superman just to be on the other side. There you go. But I definitely think it's still Superman. I definitely listen, think it's still Black Adam. Listen to the comic nerd here. Listen to the guy who wants to disagree with Kevin. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still holding firm. I don't care what you say. I mean, sure, but I, I, I really do think, like, Black Adam's arrogance and just underestimating his opponent is just what's going to do him in. Mm-mm. I pull the Adam Savage. I uh, reject no, your reality and substitute my own. Uh, domain inspect- expansion and bam. Little Jujutsu Kaisen reference there. I was going to say, wait, what are we talking about anime for now? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess, you know, this one's going to come out into a tie, I guess. Even though Superman wins, but we'll call it a tie. You guys, let us know who you think is going to win in this fight. <laughs> and let us know who you're backing, me or Ketty. Obviously me. <laughs> Obviously B. But I think that's all we have for today, then. Definitely bye. All right. I like that. Yeah, not too bad. Um, thanks, y'all, for listening. You can all always follow me at GeekNight90 on Instagram and on Twitter, I believe. I forget what my Twitter handle is. One of these I days, I'll get you guys some handles, I promise. Uh, same for YouTube, GeekNight90. You'll recognize my little blue knight. Check out some of my videos. My mom is now following you. Oh, really? Yes. She asked for your YouTube channel. She's loving it. <laughs> I guess I got to deliver more stuff. I am working on more stuff, so. There you go. You got to make Claudia proud. I do. I do got to make Claudia proud. Love you, Claudia. Thank you for watching. Yeah. Appreciate it. She's going to like that. But as always, guys, thank you for listening. Appreciate it all. Later, nerds.